Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 21, where we're going to talk about setting up a business. Steven, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. Not much. Uh, it is a rainy, cloudy, just ugh day here in uh, South Carolina, but that means that time in the shop will be well spent because I have to do sanding and prep work today. So, it's something Delightful. I can't do outside anyways. Yes. Those are always yeah, the yeah, fun yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to send out a charcuterie board to somebody, make it nice and smooth and soft. Really? You don't want it nice and rough and pointy? You know, what's funny is I've been to, I was actually just at a restaurant earlier this week where they had like, I'm assuming one of the people, one of the employees there or something liked to do woodworking, but he had put together like scrap boards, you know, to make, to make little serving trays for cheese and this, that, and the other. And they, I mean, they looked terrible. Well. And they were like, they're out of just like rough sawn oak and just like half put together, which is funny because like the food there is amazing, but the serving platters were just rough. And I'm thinking about dropping a business card by and be like, hey, if you want to update these a little bit or take the ones you have and fix them. You should probably take one you've made in there and show them while you do that. That's kind of what I was planning on doing. Showing is better than telling. True. Very true. Very true. I mean, I like show and tell, you know. There you go. Still enjoy those kindergarten days of everyone bringing Legos or their toy and do show and tell. Except for when you were, well, kindergarten, no. But when you were like 7th or 8th grade and you had to do that stuff, and you're like, I don't want to talk in front of people. You know what's funny is I never had a problem talking in front of people. Oh, I did. Clearly. Clearly, uh, I can talk to anybody. Most of the time, I just didn't want to be at school, so I would find any reason not to do anything. Um, so on more than one occasion, when I had to give an oral presentation to, you know, about a book or something like that, I'm like, I really don't want to talk about this. I can stand up here and talk. I just don't want to talk about this. Understood. Yep. I never liked public speaking. I have no problem with public speaking. I just didn't like school. Well, my job forced me to get better at it, so. Oh, no. I know. No, no. Anyway. Hashtag adulting. Yes. Anyway, how are you? How's Vegas? Good. It Ish. actually rained here yesterday or the Whoa, day before. That's crazy. That's crazy. Your cactus is going to get some water. Your tumbleweeds will, it will get some water just... as well. It does rain sometimes, just not often. I know. Apparently, it was like torren- like torrential downpours over uh, where Martina lives. It was torrential downpour had- here. Yeah, because she and I discussed um, waterproofing measures for her garage doors. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so far it's it's been good. I haven't gotten much done, shop wise. But you you seem to have. I mean, you've posted quite a few pictures of finished product lately. Yeah, but I guess maybe it was just in the drying, like last last little bit of drying and assembly. So most of those were all made over like, like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break. Yeah. So this week I didn't get a whole lot done. During the school week, it's hard to get anything done when I'm helping my kids with homework and whatever else has to be done. That is very true. That is very true. Something I don't necessarily know about, but I know. Quite a few people that, you know, they have to deal with those things. Yes. I just have a lot of travel for my job, so that's what I have to deal with. Well, it's, traveling for your job is probably about the same amount of time as doing my kids' homework. Depending depending on their homework. 
sometimes I swear they have homework. I get home with them, and I do homework with them from the time I we get home till the time they go to bed. Which That's a lot of homework, is ridiculous man. when your kid's in first grade. Yeah, but well, you and our Greenville area listeners will get this. So on multiple days this week, did I drive from where I live in Taylor's? out to Pickens, not Pickens County, but Pickens the town, to drive to Simpsonville, work in Simpsonville, drive to Greenville, then drive back to Pickens, then drive all the way back to Taylor's. I did that multiple times this week. It's a lot of driving, because there's no straight way to get to any of those places, except for Simpsonville back to Greenville. Very true. Yeah, so it eats up a lot, a lot of usable time during the day. Yeah, that's, you know, when you use your hands-free phone and make phone calls to people. I honestly didn't even have that many phone calls to make. I actually got podcasts listened to. There you go. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, we have made it on some sort of scale. We, as in the podcast, we were mentioned in Wood Talk this week. Or, well, I guess they were, I think they recorded last week, but... They put it out this week that we were one of the new podcasts that uh, Mark Spagnolo, aka the Wood Whisperer, listens to. So that that you know that put a little wind in my sails. That was pretty exciting. It was. It was really good. So hashtag made it. Hashtag made it. <laughs> pretty sure that hashtag's been used quite a bit. Oh, I'm sure. So what are you watching this week? What am I watching this week? I'm actually not necessarily watching, straight up watching anything. I uh, I got Fallout 76 uh, right before Thanksgiving. It, it, it finally dropped. Um, I pre-ordered it months and months and months ago, um, and it finally dropped, so I was able to, to get into that. didn't really play over Thanksgiving because I wasn't here, but I started playing this week, and it is really, really fun game. It's definitely one of my favorites. I really like the open world concept. This one is set in West Virginia, so kind of got some uniqueness to it. Cool. I so, have not played video man? games in a long time. I don't play them really that often. The last thing I played was like Far Cry 3 or 4 and the previous Fallout, which has been some time ago. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Marvel's Runaways. It's on Hulu. Yes. Yeah, I've seen the commercials for it several times, but I just can't get into it. I just don't, I don't know, I don't really like it. It's okay. Well, we just bought Hulu over Black Friday because it was 99 cents a month for the first year. Dang. And the thing is, it's not that expensive after that either. I think it's like 10 or $15 a month. It's like the same thing as like having a Prime subscription, I think. Yeah, it's like the same thing as Netflix and... Everything yeah, else. So it's all it's everything you know it's it that seems pretty reasonable whenever you think about or if you have to pay for cable cables like what, fifty dollars a month even oh, if you bundle yeah like I mean with a bundle it's like fifty or sixty dollars a month and it's just that's crazy well my wife wanted to watch handmaid's tale or handmaiden's oh, tale that's a good one you so don't have to get into it she requested Hulu to be able to do that mm-hmm and it no, was it's only Hulu. And it was on sale, so we we went ahead and did it for the first year and we'll see how it goes. The whole whopping twelve bucks plus tax that you'll be out, I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to find excuses to watch things on it. There's a lot of stuff on it. Um there's a I mean, most of the pretty regular primetime shows, ABC, NBC, Fox shows, they'll show up the next day. So, I mean, that's how I watched The Goldbergs and Modern Family and American Housewife and, and several other things. So, I mean, I'm a day late, but I'm not that far behind, you know? I think Agent Carter might be on there, too, and I want to see that. I believe it is. I believe it is. Um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is definitely on there. I know that for sure, because we were watching that for quite a while. Um, Parks and Rec is on there. I've watched it. I've watched the entire series probably about four or five times now. And I could watch it as many times as possible because I keep picking up little nuances. 
that are amazing. I have never. I don't think I've ever watched that show. Shame on you. Well, Shame. now I have access to Hulu, so now you do. Now I, I think it was it. on Netflix too, but whatever. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So uh, let's get into setting up a business, and that's not setting up a business as you know. I want to make a. I want to start a business to you know to make stuff. A lot of us quote unquote start businesses, but we don't ever go about it in the full capacity because a lot of us are part-time makers. But Trevor is still a uh, still a part-time maker, but he has really stepped it up, and you are going of- official, right? You're going official. You are going the LLC route or something like that? I am working through it, yes. Okay. Trying to. Well, you've, you've taken that step saying, I want to do it, and you've taken... You're going in that direction. It's still, you know, you still got to file everything and get it approved, but you are going that way. Yes. So I'm taking incremental steps towards it. And there's a lot of reasons why that we can get into if you want to. But I decided that it was in my best interest at this point in time. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You always need to expand your horizons as well, things move forward. Keep in mind, if if I was just getting started, I would not be doing this. Yeah, I've been I doing this for like four years. Yeah, I wouldn't. I definitely would not suggest it for anyone that's a new maker, unless you are trying to make it your your sole thing. You've yeah. been laid off. You quit your job, something like that, and you need to have another job. You definitely need to be official if it's if it's going to try to be your your main source of income. Because if not, you could really, really get screwed over by the by taxes, by you know business issues, by County-related things. I mean, some cities and counties are really strict on small businesses. Even though they, you know, they want small businesses to thrive, they are very, very hard on them because they need to have everything properly managed and, and documented on their end so that way your business can continue to th- thrive. Yeah, and if you're claiming stuff as a hobby, and don't, I guess the first thing to do is say that we are not accountants. And we don't know anything we're not officially law professionals. about we're taxes. Not, yeah. We're not tax professionals, or, yeah. law professionals. So um, I can only speak to our experience with yes, said items. Yes. But when I claim income from this on my taxes as like hobby income, and they separate it out with a form, and I forget which form it was, but you're getting charged like at least 30% taxes on whatever you're making which can hit really hard oh yeah i'm hoping by doing this that there are more tax benefits because you also if you're claiming it on your normal taxes as you know extra income or whatever you're limited in what write-offs you have as well so you can't take a loss if you're not a business if that makes sense yeah at least that's my experience and what I've been told by accountants that that is my experience from what I've been told by people as well um, because now we're in two different states before we were both in South Carolina so we would have both been dealing with the same small business issues but being in Nevada and also being in the Vegas area I imagine your tax bracket and and the way your taxes are set up in general are vastly different than what I have to deal with here. Yeah, and you know, income taxes are different, sales taxes are different. And actually, I don't I don't think we have a state income tax. You lucky. Yeah, but we get our sales tax is higher because we have tourists. So they just try to it's to- it's offset tourism it. tax, um food tax, liquor tax. So things that I used to, you know, pay six percent tax or whatever on is now like eight or nine so you, it starts you, to add you're up. not telling me anything new i grew up in tennessee we had yeah. no state income tax but our sales tax in the counties around me was between nine and a yeah. half and nine point seven five percent on all sales and all food was taxed as opposed to being yep. in south carolina all unprepared food is untaxed and that's where people 
I think get skewed ideas of like, oh, you have no income tax, you're so lucky. I'm like, yeah, but if I go buy anything, I'm getting charged more tax than I would have otherwise. So the it thing is, honestly, itself. I would rather pay. I would honestly rather pay a higher tax on whatever I buy than be have it so much taken on my income. Not to mention property tax. In Tennessee, I never had to. I paid tax when I bought the truck, and that was it. Now I got to pay tax every year on a truck that's ten. It'll be ten years old next year, and it's got almost two hundred thousand miles. I do. I should not be paying hardly any tax on that. Enough to to pay for the license plate, and that's it. We don't pay, I don't think, a quote-unquote property tax on our vehicles, but we have to pay for a smog check, and we have to pay the licensing fees, but the licensing fees are as much as my property taxes were in South Carolina, so... Oh, balls. Yeah, so my car was within $10 of South Carolina's, and so was my wife's car. Yeah, but your car should hardly have any tax on it as well, because it's got over 200,000 miles, and it's like four. 15, 15 years old, something like that. It's crazy old. It's 14 years old, and it has 122,000 miles on it. Man, you didn't drive at all. Well, for four years in college, I walked everywhere. But I've had that car since I was 17. I think I bought it when I was 17, maybe 16. It's, really don't... it's definitely not a paid endorsement, but I will say Honda does make a car that lasts a pretty long time. I mean, we have a Honda and we have a Toyota, and I... And I would never buy a Toyota again. I don't think I'd buy anything but either one of those brands again. I've had good experience. I, I, I just really don't like Toyota. I don't know. I like Toyota. My wife's, had, my wife's had two. She The first one was terrible. The second one, her new newer one, is much better. I think they just had a bad production year. Yeah. I mean, every vehicle maker has that. Yeah. So. But... All anyway. right. So enough about so, yeah. enough about vehiculars. Let's get into the, I guess this the sort of general upfront thing. Whenever you were looking at starting a business, mm-hmm. where did you go? I mean, because there's all sorts of forms and and fees, and you got to register here, you got to register there. How did you get started? What, I mean, so part of that cluster of. Crap. <laughs> cluster is a good word is the reason why i hadn't done it previously i was gonna do this like right i was going to do it when i was in south carolina mm-hmm. but then when we found out we were moving i just decided to wait yeah no matter how much research i did online i was still confused which there are still parts i'm confused about but the place that i went to for help is score s-c-o-r-e and it's a nationwide group that's volunteers and it's made up of people so the one i met with the score mentor that i met with is actually a cpa yeah from from my understanding of it because i've I haven't done anything with the score here locally, but I've been to their offices because they're part of a bigger building that I was doing work on. Yeah. Um, it has been my understanding that they're like lawyers, CPAs, yep. uh, older retired businessmen, basically men that had, you know, they were, they were entrepreneurs or had their own business and had been dealing with this stuff for decades. So they'd seen, you know, mm-hmm. legislature changes, tax law changes. Um, there's some younger guys that are that are entrepreneurs that know how the system works and can work the system. Yeah. Um, so basically, like the Gary V's of the world, because um, Gary V. I mean, I don't know officially what is his title. Just entrepreneur. Or... Gary V. He's just Gary V. That's his title. Uh, that's his title. He's he's the Gary V. So there are things like that. Um, there's Marketing. different sort of people. Marketing people, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I guess because so, I never saw any of those people whenever I was at SCORE. And it depends on who you end up meeting with. Because I've heard some people that they met with a SCORE mentor and that mentor was a marketing person and that marketing person kind of screwed them mm. because they got them to pay for something later and then they thought they were getting something that they didn't. But that's beside the point. Score is supposed to be there to help small business owners 
with mentoring services and it's all free if they recommend you to somebody that person they recommend you to or they might give you a list of people if you're looking for marketing help Mm -hmm. they may not be free but yeah it's a good place to start because they also offer and i have a list here because i went there like mid-november and they handed me three pieces of paper yeah so one piece of paper is a a rough business plan outline so it lists like the key things that you need to write in your business plan which a long time ago i tried to start from a template for business plans and it had everything filled in Mm -hmm. but they're written most of them are written for you know a company with at least 50 people so they have all this junk in there that you don't have. So, for example, production facilities and what each facility is responsible for. You're not going to have that as a maker because it's going to be your garage. So here they also gave me a list of educational workshops that they have and they gave me a paper that specifically walks through or not walks through, but specifically tells you where to go to file for a business. So these workshops that they have, and I can read a few of them out here. Some are free. Some Mm -hmm. you have to pay for because that's how they keep the organization going is offering these things that do have costs. But I mean, you've got to, there's always, there's always some sort of fee involved. Even with a nonprofit, you got to do something. Correct. You can't get, you know, you can't get uh, free lunch. There's never such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. And in Vegas, there's multiple locations that they use. So they have some that are in the northwest part of Vegas, the southeast part of Vegas, the middle. Well, it's because they know that Vegas has got such a widespread. Yeah. If you put something, it's like, oh, we're going to be in downtown. People that live in like Henderson it's, never going to get there. They they they'll have to leave like three hours early. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, so just listing off a few. One of them is start a successful business on a budget and how to write a winning business plan. Hmm. So that's that's, pretty, that's a pretty good one. That's that's like that's straight up. And there's ones like human resources for small businesses. So for me, that's not really a thing. Because you're the I'm the sole, only one. Yeah. Uh, but a class like that is free. Oh wow, that's that's good. Ask a those... lawyer protecting intellectual property. Mm. How to get yes for your business loans. How to write okay. a business plan. All right. Consulting and independent contracting. Independent contractor. I don't know. I mean, what is it? Is that referring to like independent contractor as like marketing people or? I'm assuming that that's either like. I'm gonna refer to it as if I was like a home builder. I imagine mm-hmm. it's like sourcing out electricity or sourcing uh, okay, out like a subcontractor yes i think okay, okay, okay. don't hold me to that all right I, I, that will just that confuse me there for a second that's all imagine. it says here i would imagine once you get there you'll know a little bit better or you can just yeah. ask somebody it's like hey can you explain what this is there's one on how to really start your own business hmm. one on quickbooks and how to keep up with managing your financial stuff that's that is a major major part of it so this these are what i'm using right now so i used the business plan outline that they gave me and Mm -hmm. i wrote my own okay but i did it for my level of detail that i thought i needed so you're you're a sole you're sole proprietor basically you're the only person that works for the business you mm -hmm. are doing it predominantly as a part-time thing, not as full-time. Correct. You don't rent a huge warehouse space. You don't have a production facility. So pretty much you scaled yours down just to try to cover your business yes. on all fronts. But yours is probably yours is going to be very limited because of how limited your scope is. Correct. So for example, one bullet point here is manufacturing, production, and distribution. So manufacturing, for me, I listed, you know, things are made... Primarily, you know, laser engraving, laser cutting, whatever. Mm -hmm. Production, I put, you know, 
the location of where I make things because sometimes if you have forms online or business stuff, they want to know the location that you're operating out of. Yeah, that, and then that's true. That's true. For distribution, instead of putting, you know, I use distributor A, B, C, I put the shipper or shipping companies that I use. So USPS, UPS, FedEx, whatever. That's that's a good thing because a lot of times, you know, depending on your product, you have to have a very specific distributor. If Correct. you do food, you have to have someone that can that can transport food. So refrigerated or freezer trucks, mm-hmm. things like that. If you make uh, chemicals, for yeah. instance, um, and there's because things... I buy a lot of chemicals, you can't ship that stuff in the postal service. You can't. You can ship it yeah. U.S. You you can ship it UPS and FedEx, but it has to be labeled and handle properly it's most of the time better unless you're sending out small product samples to hire a dedicated freight company that yeah. is already has they have hazmat trained personnel if it needs to be shipped hazmat it's labeled that way the bill of lading clearly says that if it's got a battery in it that's a that's a huge one because i mean i just ordered two like the the I thought they were smaller. These things are like the size of a, a checkbook, two or three checkbooks put together. Uh, backup batteries, like little plug-in batteries for your phone when you're out and about. So Amazon sh- sent me a small box, size of a shoebox, because I really didn't order anything else except for that and like a tool roll or something. And there were, I think, two or three flammable hazardous stickers that specifically labeled, ba- like reference batteries. Yeah. I don't think those could be shipped by air they might no, be able they to can't. i don't okay. think so well i know whenever i ship i have a piece of equipment i have to ship by air um it, it can be shipped by air some of it has to be shipped by ground um it's the sticker that i put on it covers a bunch of things all together mm-hmm. and it can ship be, be shipped by air but it's not a lithium ion battery that may be the issue and there it are still s- uses a nickel cadmium there are certain adhesives that I use that have to be shipped ground, like acrylic adhesives. They can't be shipped by air. Hmm. Um, I think it's to do with flammability. But yeah. Anyway, they so there are a bunch of classes they offer. Some are free, some are not. So you really have to check out your local score. But if you go to score.org, I think you can search for one near you, which is how I found mine. And then I just requested to meet with a mentor. And when I met with a mentor, I can talk to them about whatever I'm having trouble with. And they will give me resources to direct me what I need to do. So in this case, I went in and said, I'm looking at starting my own business and setting it up as either an LLC or an S Corp. This is why. Can you please help me? And they said, well... Rule number one, don't go to a lawyer. And I said, why? (laughs) And they said, because they're just going to charge you unnecessary fees for doing something you can do yourself. Yeah, I saw something the other day that said the average average lawyer is like $225 or $250 an hour. Yeah, and that's what he said. He said, you're probably going to pay $200 for them to do something that you can do online on top of the fees they're going to charge you to ask you all the questions they need to know to be able to do it. Yeah. So they did give me this paper that says, you know, if you want to get your own business license, this is the link you go to for Nevada. This is what you click on. This is where you go to. This is where you go to register. And then it'll, so I haven't done it yet, but I looked at it. And it says, do you want to file as a limited liability company? Do you want to file as an S-Corp? Do you want to file as a C-Corp? And there's, so I don't know all the differences of all of them. There are three that I looked at, which I imagine are the three that everybody in our space or our size would look at, Mm -hmm. which are sole proprietorship, Mm -hmm. LLC, and S-Corp. Yes. And at a high level, my understanding, and again, this is not coming from, you know, an official source. This, this is, is this is not legal representation. This is not legal advice. This is correct. just our understanding of 
reading Wikipedia or Google on what each represents. And then talking with them and finding out the differences from the mentor. Mm-hmm. So sole proprietorship is mainly you claim everything through your own taxes. Mm-hmm. It's all on you. All liability is on you. It's basically just formalizing yourself as a business, and that's about it. Yeah, You do have some tax benefits to it, so you can take losses and all that stuff, as far as mm-hmm. I know. But you're not separating yourself from the business entity. Which means you can, if you were to get sued, they can come after your personal assets. That's That was my Correct. understanding of why a person is... generally would not want a sole proprietorship. And that was my understanding of that, of what a sole proprietorship would be. Yeah. So I don't want any liability being connected to our personal assets. So that led me to either LLC or S Corp. Mm-hmm. Now, there are minute differences between the two from my understanding. So LLC is and you see this a lot you'll see you know somebody lawn service llc mm-hmm. uh contractor llc yes. whatever it might be uh real estate th- they do this a lot for real estate large real estate companies they'll mm-hmm. actually have separate llcs for each piece of property they own yeah so that way the company never takes a hit if that piece of property gets sued so it's it's very Correct. very common it's from what I can tell, it's very easy to set up an LLC. And from my understanding with it, the the LLC or limited liability company text has to be in the official business name. Yes, it always has to be there. You don't necessarily have to market yourself as that. Because you can do a, a DBA doing business as, but everything on the official has to be LLC. I know that one for sure Correct. because... Yeah. I've had to, I've had to deal with that in my full time job quite a bit. So your business name would be filed as, but you can also, I mean, you could file your business name as I don't care about anything. See, and then your business name be like, uh, I don't know, Rocket Boots. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter what you call the business, as long as it's attached to you, nobody cares. And it doesn't have to ever be communicated. So, yeah. What's 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 really funny is that yesterday I was getting lunch at a Jimmy John's, and you know they're all they're all franchises. Yeah. So I was looking because I just happened to be sitting where they had like posted all their you know DB business you know all certificates their, their food their yeah all their business certificates the, you know the the DHEC you know food establishment rating all that stuff the LLC was called Super Bad. Inc. LLC. <laughs> DBA Jimmy John's Malden. Yeah, super bad sure LLC. I was. Was it signed by McLovin? It was not signed by, Mc, my, by McLovin. It was. It was stamped by the city of Malden. <laughs> I thought it was. It was awesome. I was like, they must have just come off of watching this movie whenever they bought a Jimmy John's franchise. That's my guess. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. For me. And the other differences from LLC to S Corp. So they both have different tax benefits. And from what I understand, there are differences, but there's not a ton between mm-hmm. the two. The main thing is if you ever want to have a business partner or you ever want to um, look enticing to investors or whatever, the S-Corp is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Because it is... Some, so some countries do not formally recognize LLCs. LLCs is supposedly like a North American-only thing. Hmm. I don't know that for a fact. That was just what I saw while researching. So some investors do not recognize you if you're an LLC... So you may have to convert from an LLC to an S-Corp at some point if that were something you wanted to do. Now, one of our friends, Bill, I talked to him about this a little bit, and they have, uh, L- I think they have 
at least two LLCs under an S corp umbrella. So they, their main thing is an S corp, Mm -hmm. but then they have different quote unquote brands. Yeah. Quote unquote, um, channels businesses. Yeah. So those are individual LLCs. And like you said, if you separate them into their own, if one has an issue, it doesn't touch the others. Yeah. And the other thing is, for someone like Bill, if he decides that there's an avenue he doesn't want to go down anymore, or he sees a market shift, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to do this particular thing, he can sell that LLC off super quick and not affect any of his other assets. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's the prime, that's the That's one of the primary things... About I guess about real estate is not necessarily being sued is the devulsion of assets very quickly for an LLC. It's like, okay, this real estate firm owns the property and they, they're going to put it under an LLC. They're going to have it for a little while. A developer wants to come and buy it. They can quickly just pass it off to the developer and, and not worry about any of the rest of their businesses. They just, they just wait for their check to come in basically. Yeah. I so, mean, and that's, I mean, that's most of Greenville. It's, it's, it's like everything's an LLC in Greenville. Yeah. So this is what I'm looking into. And I'm looking at LLC because right now I don't plan to have an investor anytime soon. You, you don't, don't want all those super awesome Canadian investors giving you all their no. loonies and toonies? Well, that's the other thing. Like, if you do an S corp, supposedly you have to have, like, a meeting annually with all of the people that are involved, all of the main stakeholders. Yeah. So. So you. So me. Uh, yourself and, myself. and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. So personally, for me, I don't see a point in an S corp because it seems like more complexity than what I need. Yes, and I honestly, I think that would probably from my understanding of it would probably be best for most of the makers out there. Um, now somebody say like walrus oil, walrus oil is probably going to go, probably would need to go in the S in the S corp direction because they're making a lot of tangible goods. I think they started out as an LLC, but they may have gone to an S corp because they still have a business where they actually make wooden goods well, I mean, and they sell and they sell them in the St. Louis area, but they found out that their walrus oil is more marketable, and they could sell it all over the place. So guess what? Walrus oil just got two um, distributors in Canada. So I'm pretty sure they they have to be under an S corp now. Well, that's the thing is once you, I think once you start having employees, and once you're more than one person, an S corp makes sense because an S corp is more for a business that has multiple um, partners in the business. Multiple partners, multiple assets. As well as employees. Yeah. So it's it's more meant for an actual like legitimate multi-person company that you're doing full-time. If you're doing this part-time or even if you're doing it full-time but you're doing it solely by yourself it seems like so, LLC is um, the better way to go Mar- martina I, I go back to her but she's i mean she <laughs> we interact with her a lot uh i would imagine her business uh naughty is uh as an llc because i think it's just her well, even though she does get some uh some volunteer help from from her her wife i don't know if it's volunteer or voluntold but yes Possibly. Well, she did say that she got some quote-unquote help the other day, uh, but it was mostly just, here, hand me a beer. I could <laughs> use like... that kind of help sometimes. But the overall, I am specifically looking at LLC. Okay. And the reason that I'm deciding to make that leap is because of what I want to do in the next month or two. You're, so... You've got some major you got some major changes planned, some major hurdles to overcome and uh, that we will, that we will discuss on the podcast, but we need to, you need to get to those hurdles and cross them. And I think 
it might be next week's podcast that will address it. Next next week? I think. All At least right. part of it. Okay. All right. Cool. I don't know. I just, you know your time frame better than I do. <laughs> I just, I thought, I legitimately thought you said two weeks. So, whatevs. The, the thing with this is if you, if I stay the way I am, which is just mm-hmm. claiming my extra income on my normal taxes, it's taxed at a high rate. Yeah. And you can't, you can't take a loss. You can't write anything more than what you made. So if you make $500, you can't write off $600. You can only write up to $500 from my understanding. Yeah. So so if you need to say, I'm, all right, I need to buy a bigger table saw or I ha- like I have to buy a a dust collection system. It's just it's just not feasible. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're looking at well over you know, well over probably your profit for a while, unless you're putting out that much, you know, material. Correct. So doing an LLC allows you to write off, if you were to buy a, I don't know, say you're buying the professional saw stopper, some, yeah. some table saw that costs the equivalent. So, you know, $3,000, $4,000, you may not have that much money saved up. So if you take out, because I know there are people that have taken out small loans for this stuff. You can claim loss payments or, you know, interest payments and all that junk under an LLC. And you're limited on what you can claim if you just do it as extra income on your normal taxes. Because it's because it's a the table saw becomes a good debt in relation to the business. Because it's an asset, but you you are losing money on it until it's paid off. Yes. And for a business, if you file as a business, mm-hmm. you are allowed to claim a loss for, I think, the first three years. And then after that, you have to show a profit. So this doing a business allows you to take a loss and claim it as a loss for better tax uh, advantages to you. Yes. If I if you do all this stuff and you're just yourself, you don't have those type of benefits. If you're buying equipment, it's on you. Like, if you buy a $1,000 table saw and you only made $100 that year, well, guess what? $900 you're out, is 900 bucks, yeah. out. Whereas with... And I don't know all of the tax implications, but with an LLC, you can write off some of that so you're not hurt as bad from a debt perspective. That's good. Plus, it gives you, with it being an LLC or whatever, there's limitations on if you were, God forbid, to get sued. There's limitations on what you can be sued for and what said person can come after. Hmm. And I want to separate our personal stuff as much as possible from this stuff. Cause my wife is okay with me doing all this and she, you know, has no problem with me making stuff and selling it and whatever, but I don't want her to, be okay with all this and then down the line something happens and then they come after us personally and i don't that's just don't that's just that. no that's just no good yeah um yeah it really is it really is really awful when you do get sued um i got sued for a car accident uh thankfully i did have you know good insurance and they worked it all out but i mean that was when you receive that letter saying that you you know you got served uh it's awful it like it, it just com- it is completely crushing because you don't know what to do you don't know how to do it now that i have done it hopefully it'll never happen again but now that i know i know i just need to get a hold of my insurance talk to them you know because more than likely it whenever the accident happened you should have hopefully have insurance and they'll have all the important information for when it happened because you would have filed properly um 
that's that's about the that's probably definitely one of the good things about insurance uh, is that they do yeah. have lawyers up to X amount of fees. Thankfully, the person that sued me uh, only sued a little bit over what like the max you know the max was. But my lawyer, as soon as he saw it, goes, "This is uh, this is all just a bunch of crap. This guy can't sue for any of this. He can't sue for this. Can't sue for that." And the thing was, the guy literally got up to about probably within a month of it being. Um, Gosh, I can't think of this how to that phrase, but basically where he couldn't sue any statute of limitations. He if he would have had another month, if he would have waited another couple of weeks, he could not have sued me anymore because it was that far past it. But yeah, yeah they, so if if you get sued, it really sucks. So having having a business to protect your personal assets definitely is really really is, it would be really great. And they, because then you can put those you still have to pay for a lawyer but yeah. you can put those fees towards the business you can write those you know hopefully try to write that stuff off and you know and, and figure out some way of doing that and the legal because if you climate, had to pay for for a lawyer out of your own pocket you'd be broke in the first day and there are there are companies like i think it's legal ease that you can pay a monthly fee and in exchange for the monthly fee that it includes like help on certain items or discounts on lawyer services if they're needed so this was something that was offered by my old employer so if you needed like help with um like closing on your house yeah yeah all yep, their yep, yep. all their fees were covered by covered by that fee you were paying monthly so uh, we actually had it when we sold our house in south carolina mm -hmm. and all the lawyer fees were covered by that program that i had been paying monthly for and by paying monthly i think i ended up paying less than whatever the fees were when i would have closed my house yeah. if i had to pay for the lawyer separately yeah now that i think about that Ours is labeled something different, but because I just had to re-up my insurance for the next year, that is included yeah. out of out of my in my job too as a as an additional. So, hey, we'll take this amount out of your paycheck to yeah. have a lawyer, and it's or like a legal you know. fourteen fifteen bucks a month. So, ours was ours was more expensive. Ours was probably close to thirty, but I think I just kept it. I still have it. Like I, but I I kept it for things like if I need to file paperwork for this stuff or when we were buying our house uh, what we could do so all this stuff kind of played it and honestly with the things that it covered it's kind of good to have it because you can call and get like a a free consultation for so long such i mean such amount of time and then if you need their services, you get a discount on their normal services because you have that service. So it's there are options like that out there. Hmm. But the legal climate in the U.S. is also ridiculous. Like people will sue over everything. <laughs> Pretty much. Because there was, there have been suits, and I mean a lot of them are publicized, but there have been suits for you know companies i've worked for where somebody bought a used item that was completely worn out they used said item got hurt by said item and then tried to sue the company because it was a manufacturing defect which is not possible but they still sued and they still ended up going to court for it so yeah. i mean anything is possible in the legal climate we have so the more protection you take is the better. better yeah it's better to be safe than sorry i would say from that perspective that is very true that is very very true but minus the legality parts so 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 what we need to do is we need to find a maker who's an accountant and a maker yes. who's a lawyer Correct. i know i mean I think, God, it's probably been like three or four years ago he did this, but David Picciuto actually brought on, I assume a friend of his that had moved away from Ohio that was, he was a lawyer that specialized in like business law um, because he was licensed in Ohio and licensed in like Florida or maybe somewhere out west, somewhere he was licensed 
to be a lawyer in two different places. He basically went over, you know, general law for hobbyist woodworkers, hobbyist makers. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you can you can, you know, make up to X amount of money, you know, and and he was referencing Ohio for all this, but some of the stuff kind of stays true for other things. He's like, you can make up to this amount of money in a year without having to pay taxes on it. You can do this, you can do that. Um, but you can't do this. You can be sued for this. You can't be sued for your, you can be sued for this and this and this and this. And that's whenever I found out about the sole proprietorship versus LLC thing in that setting up an LLC mm-hmm. while the tax breaks aren't as good. If you get sued, they can't sue you for your house and your car and things like that. You can only, they can only sue you for the assets of the business. Yeah. The monetary value of the business not your personal monetary value. So that's why I always thought a sole proprietorship would be crazy unless you your sole proprietorship was so good that you could cover your own, you know, your own law fees and, and keep a lawyer I mean, retainer. I don't know. That seems I crazy. I think sole proprietor is like the easiest thing to file for too. So I know people with sole proprietor businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're super easy to file for. It doesn't take hardly anything do you, I mean, do you even have to pay a fee to, to really yeah, file very, for sole proprietor? You do, like, but it's small. Okay. But then you get into like an LLC and an S Corp. You don't have to have, but they recommend you have like a written business plan. They recommend yeah. that, you know, you do all this research. So what I want to do is I don't have a digital copy at the moment. But scores. But we will we will provide we we will provide access to the general what is it like a outline uh, outline why can't I never think of that word a general outline for s- starting a business the kind of general steps to go mm-hmm. through remember everything is dependent on the state in which you live in and the city slash county you live in too because some Correct. of them are a lot more strict. Um, in South Carolina, uh, everything's green, Greenville County, which is the county I live in has some things you need to do to, to start a small business, but they're very minor. And I think the fees like 50 or a hundred dollars to, to file and get everything set up. Yeah. Then the state portion of it is a little bit more complicated. Basically in South Carolina, it's pretty straightforward to do all of it. Um, because I think they want to have more small businesses here. And they've they've tried to people have tried to fight to make getting a small business started. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll make available the business plan outline that I got from Score, and I can actually provide the one. Well, I would have to take out a lot of stuff that I don't want shared. Don't don't. Sh- I I wouldn't suggest sharing your personal yeah, one. Yeah, we'll go with the. We'll just go, go with, with the, the general outline. one. Yes, just go with the general one. Um, trying and to think. Well, I'll have a document in there that has resources, so like score. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll put together what we can and share it on the website, which is makervisionpodcast.com. So we'll share it on there so that you guys can download the template and whatever other content that we put into the same um bucket yes and for those that are on the fence about starting a business or or going in that direction i highly suggest going to places like score or finding a mentor um normally there's plenty of plenty of old guys that have had a business for a long time that know how business works and operates Mm -hmm. in your local area that if you buy them a beer, buy them a drink, take them out to dinner, something like that, something that's not going to cost a lot of, you know, monetary, you know, a lot of, a lot of money, um, will help you get get the, down this path. Because guess what? They probably, they probably didn't necessarily start entirely by themselves. They probably had someone give them a little push, but they know what it's like to be in your shoes. Yeah, and it it would be good to look at score classes too because. The one the, on... quick, the QuickBooks one is, I I would highly suggest that. Is so thankfully it... my 
mother and father are very good at those sort of things. So I've gotten that sort of, you know, I've yeah. got that sort of backup. But a lot of people are not QuickBooks very, very simple to use once you get into it. Mm -hmm. But it's complicated if you don't know where to start. Yeah. And I mean, they have classes like how to get it or level one QuickBooks is like a $30 class through score here. Mm -hmm. How to start your business is free. Intellectual property is free. How to really start your own business is 60 bucks. So I haven't actually gone to any of these classes yet. Shame on you. I want to for a couple of them. But I feel that the how to start your business one that's free <clears throat> is kind of what I got when I met with the mentor. They kind of mm -hmm. walk through some of that. Mm -hmm. So there are some that may not be worth going to but i mean if they're free and you have the time go but right. there's also you know you can sign up to meet with a mentor and talk with them one-on-one -on -one, and it's all confidential like they're not allowed to divulge your information to anybody else so if you tell them your business plan and what you want to do which they're going to ask you when you go that's kind of an important thing. They're not allowed they to share to help it. You yeah, they, exactly. If you don't tell them things. Like if, if you want to go into... So I had a friend that him and his wife started like growing their own shrimp. And the way they need to go about business stuff because they're food related... Mm -hmm. is way different than what oh, I need to do. Yeah. So if they don't know what your business is about, they can't help you. Yeah, because more than likely, that mentor that you got would probably push them off to a mentor that's like a restaurateur yeah. uh, that, or someone that works in like it works somewhere in food. I would suggest someone that's a restaurateur. Uh, and, you know, because those people know what criteria have to be met. Um, small farms, small organic farms, things like that, they are under a lot of scrutiny. Well, especially because you're... But they put out an amazing product most of the time. Yeah, but you, when once you get into food kind of stuff, you're dealing with, like, the FDA, and you're, I mean, you're... Yeah. You're in a whole different ballpark. Yeah, that's why, thankfully, whenever I, when we grew up on the farm, we never sold our, yeah, you know, sold our stuff commercially people would just come and buy it if they wanted to um but that was on them but we'll we share complaints so. we'll share all of this that i have yeah. because i've i've tried to work through a business plan by downloading like a template that had everything filled in mm -hmm. and it actually made it more stressful for me because then i would see the example of what was written and i couldn't break my mind away from what they had written and how I needed to try and correlate exactly to that. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So here, this is just a bullet point. So one of the main bullet points is location. And then underneath it says the current location, why that location was selected and the advantages and disadvantages. To me, that is way easier, like a year than having them fill out like a predetermined one that has, you know, location, every location that there is, the details about every location. Because some of those business plan templates that are filled in go into Fortune 500 company level detail that you don't need. Yeah. So this was like location, my house. Why? Because it has no monthly fees other than my mortgage. And then advantages and disadvantages, you know size what you can fit in there all that kind distribution of is going to be difficult you don't have a loading dock so distribution is one so it's like i don't if i need machinery delivered it has to be you know it's going to be on a freight truck it has to have a lift gate it has to be able to you know take it from the truck to my garage on truck or whatever yep so these are all kinds of things that you can put in here. But this template, I think, when I actually sat down and I focused and I looked at nothing but this, I filled out my whole business plan in one to two hours. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as you know where you need to go with things, mm-hmm. you should be able to fill it out pretty pretty efficiently. If you can't, then maybe, you know, take a knee and, and think about things for a little bit. Think about yeah. what, you know, what your end goal is and how to go, how to get there. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're doing your business plan and you're running into hurdles... Those are you hurdles you need to you figure clearly out. Haven't thought, you clearly haven't thought about it. Yeah. Enough. Whereas me, I've been thinking about this for so long that filling this out was pretty fast. And I actually yeah. added a section about goals and the one, three, and five-year goals that I wanted to achieve for my business. I mean, that's totally legit. Whenever I, whenever we have our corporate-wide meetings about the, you know, the success of the, the previous year, current year to date future you know that's all that's all part of that our goals from the last year were this our goals for this year's this this is what our next year is going to be you know that's the things that you know corporate businesses have yeah and that's that are still applicable to the smallest of businesses that run out of a garage so if you don't know what your goals are how are you ever going to try to get there you know, if, yes. if you don't know what hurdles you have to face, you, you're never going to, you know, you're never going to try to think about how to get past them. Um, you know, things are bound to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Equipment breakdowns, yep. um, your distributor, your only distributor that you had for this thing, they go belly up. You well, don't have a distributor thing. that's close by anymore. Things happen and you have to have a plan to figure those out. That's another thing I added that's not really in this outline is my suppliers Mm -hmm. and where I get some of my items. And it's not so much that I can't remember it. It's that if if down the line, you know, another supplier comes up. uh, You're not getting quality product. The shipment's late. um, The price is going up too much. You have other avenues. You're not pigeonholed into, into one avenue. And you can note it and say, you know, don't use this supplier again because of yes. X, Y, Z. Yes. And then if you end up transferring to an S-Corp or you take on a business partner, it's easier to fill them in on the background of the business if you have a business plan written out. Yes. And the thing is, there's potential if you bring on a partner, they've also got suppliers and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And they may even have a better supplier you know supplier user relationship and can get you better costs correct so So that's that's always that's that's the thing i look at because i do so much work with third parties um and my job laboratories specifically i can't just stick with one with one lab now there are labs that only do certain things i have they're the only people that i can use um so i have to have to be on top of them to make sure I'm getting a quality product, I'm getting it on time, and I'm getting it at a fair price. Yeah. We'll share what we have and what we can, but if you have questions about this kind of stuff or, you know, just need advice on where to go or you have, even if you have questions about suppliers or dealing with score or whatever, feel free to DM us, email us, uh, use the contact on the website. So we're more than happy to share what we can. There are no affiliate links for any of this stuff. This is just what we found to be useful. We'll share what we can. And we're we're really just trying to help everybody out. Because I've struggled with this topic for at least two years that I started looking into this. I'm just now getting to the point where it made more sense to fully dive into it and going to a score mentor and getting outlines like this has made it a little bit easier, less confusing. Cause when you see these business plans that are filled out and things like that, I've tried to write my own business plan three times before. And every time I start with one that's pre-filled out, you spend as long deleting out everything you don't need as it took me to write this whole thing. Or you get so overwhelmed because they've been written by people that do this professionally. Or it's written in legalese where you have lawyers writing the business plan 
And the party of the first part says to the party of the second part, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's like reading a contract. And it made it so I That's why there's such a thing as contract lawyers and business lawyers. Yeah. Because that's what those people do for a living. They read and interpret. Correct. Bull is what it it, is. It's just a bunch of bull. Yeah. So Uh, we'll share this. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll share everything that we have. Uh, and it'll be wish a the best on of the luck website. to Trevor, you know, setting his up. I would like to get mine going eventually, but um, there's too many other commitments right now. So, well, in the coming podcast, I will explain what's going on as to why this is becoming an avenue for me. There we go. So things for the future. With that. And Trevor. we can we can revisit this with more in depth topics later as well. Yeah, and hopefully some of our listeners might actually be a CPA or a lawyer. That would be That'd super be awesome. That would be great if we had like somebody like that to bring on the podcast. So if you are a CPA or a lawyer or a business planner or somebody that specializes in something related to this, please reach out to us because we're just hitting the highlights here. We're hitting the stuff that, you know, can generally be found out, but it's not put in an easier format. So, Correct. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know. And uh, with that, Trevor, I think that's got us covered. Yep. At least for at least for this week. Correct. Good All enough. Right. <laughs> so I'll talk to you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com. We'll post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your maker vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or, once again, in previous episodes, feel free to drop us a line at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at makervisionpodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review and uh, and just some really nice words to, to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing hearing from you next week. 